Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is Man Bites Dog, a Dovestigation podcast from Doughboys Media. Today's story focuses on a hot dog transgression that turns out to be about so much more. It's a story about friendship, a story about growing up, and then yes, ultimately a story about hot dogs. I'm Evan Susser, and I'm joined by Emma Erdbrink. What's up, Sus? The story begins with two emails to the Doughboys feedback. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you might remember them. Let's open up the feedback. Chirunton writes, On my last night in New York, my friend of 30 years took me out for a final night of eating and drinking. He also brought one of his insufferable friends, a guy I didn't even know. Then, when I think things can't get any worse, he asks to take a bite of my hot dog and eats the whole thing. Became so enraged I just left. We later got into an email spat about this incident that almost ended our friendship. That was the first email. Here's the one that followed. Today's email is from Sunmoy. So Sunmoy writes, I'm the alleged hot dog thief referenced in Chirinton's email as read on your recent episode. I was astounded gobsmacked. Did I really just hear the Doughboy say the name of my oldest friend? Did they really just read his grievance of the hot dog incident, of which I was the counterparty? Did they actually go on to call me a psycho and a weirdo? I feel compelled to offer my side of the story. Chirinton abandoned the last bite of his hot dog for what felt like 15 minutes, and I was under the impression that he was done with his meal. I ate the delicious but cold dog and ate it so that the server would not grab the plate thinking he was done. After I saw the lasers being fired from Chirinton's eyes directly into my soul, I immediately offered to buy him a fresh new hot dog. He did not accept my offer, maintained his rage toward me, and then stormed off and wouldn't answer his phone. There was a tense email exchange that followed. Chirinton, feeling completely justified in his position that I was being a psycho, a position he's still maintaining eight years later. After hearing those emails, I felt compelled to investigate. But I wasn't prepared for what I would discover. Today, Emma and I are sitting down with Weiger and Mitch to share the findings of the Dovestigation. Wow. So, hi, guys. Wow. Hi. Wow. What's up, guys? Wow. This is some serious stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think that as a listener, I kind of felt like, okay, what's going on here? Is this kind of like a scam that these guys pulled to, Mm -hmm. like, try and get on Doughboy's Like, did they exaggerate this? Did they coordinate this? Is this not real? I think a lot of people, uh, you know, reacted to the first email and were like, wow, that's a Mm -hmm. wild situation. And then the follow-up email is what caused them to sort of, like, ask, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. I I thought about it 
did I care this much, even to the point of your intro? No. <laughs> the fans care. Yeah. Well, I, I hope you, I hope you'll stick with me, Mitch, because I think that by the end of this, you are going to care and you are going to be invested. Wow. Okay. To start this investigation, I thought the first thing to do was uh, reach out to Sharantan, who wrote the first email. Um, so, Emma, do you want to play that tape? Yes. Wow. Okay. I hope you weren't able to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> he denied all requests. <laughs> Can you tell the story in your own words about what happened? I'll set the scene. I was in New York finishing my residency. It's been a hard three years. So I'm like, all right, I'll spend my last night in town with my my old buddy, Sunmoy, best friend from, you know, when we were 10 years old. And he, he brings this guy I've never met. This guy sucks. And uh, it was getting to the end. I'm like, whatever, I'll just go home. There was half, half the hot dog. And this is what he does. Three big gulps just takes the whole thing down. And then Afterward, and this is the key part of the story that, that hasn't been communicated. He did one of these, this like Ali G, Wagwan kind of thing, like, oh, I got I got you. I got you. So he knew what he was doing. That was the last straw, and I just walk out and I drive to Wisconsin the next day. And that, and that was it. Wow. And and just for the listener, when you said he does an Ali G, you kind of like a finger gun. Like well, bat, yeah, bat, one of these. Yeah. Half a hot dog. Yes. And is there any reason that we should trust your eyesight? Do you have any sort of professional <laughs> expertise? Well, as it happens, I do eyeballs for a living. I, I'm, I'm an ophthalmologist. Oh, wow. Wow. And I also have a perfect memory. With Shrantan's professional expertise in eyesight and his self-professed perfect memory, he was quickly establishing himself as a reliable source. I asked Sharantan if he remembered where this hot dog incident took place. It was a bar in New York called American Trash, appropriately enough. Wow. <laughs> so, the, the, so this fight is from a hot dog from a restaurant named American Trash. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. technically the hot dogs came from another restaurant and they oh. sold them at American Trash. Where did the hot dogs come from? <sighs> you know, I don't, red, red something. I don't remember that. We'll try and get to the bottom of that. The insufferable friend. What yes. what exactly was insufferable about him? Everything you said, he had to one up you, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I I went to, I went to England. Like, oh, I've been to Scotland. Like, oh, great, yeah. you know, big deal. And then every choice you make or whatever, something you talk about, he's got some negative comment. You know, man, shut up. I'm trying to enjoy my last night in New York. Can you just right. leave this at the door? I wanted a special night with my buddy. Are you and Sunmoy still still friends to this day, or did this hot dog incident have long lasting uh, effects? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it ended the friendship. It changed things. Wow. So we we hung out after um, on and off, and like things are just weird. I think it was Thanksgiving of 2018 or something was the last time I ever wow. spoke to him. I'll just be completely honest. When we got both emails, we kind of thought that maybe it was a put on. <laughs> Is this a joke? That, that maybe you guys yeah. were in on it. Did you see and the video? Is that what changed your mind? We saw the I video. I saw the, post the posting date of the video changed my mind. Here's what you need to know about the video that Sharantan is referencing. 
A few months after the hot dog incident, a bunch of Sharantan and Sunmoy's friends did a dramatic reenactment of the email exchange between the two of them that followed the hot dog incident. The friends were kind of making fun of both of them for how childish they both acted. It was posted on YouTube seven years ago and is as much proof as you'd want that this wasn't all fabricated for the Doughboys. So if it wasn't all an elaborate plot to get the attention of the podcast, what was really going on here? Did this hot dog incident really destroy a friendship? And did these two estranged friends both somehow listen to the same dumb podcast? I asked Sharantan about this. Were you aware that Sunmoy also listened to Doughboys? I, no, and I don't know how he heard this because he's, that's not his sense of, he's a barstool sports guy. I, I, I don't know what he listens to, who knows? I'll be honest, after talking to Shrantan, I was more on his side than I thought I'd be. But of course, I'd only heard one side of the story. That's why I needed to talk to Sunmoy. Here's my conversation with Sunmoy. My wife actually has the text messages from that night. And now we're looking like some details. And um, it was just like, oh, I'm going with Shrantan uh, and David. And then like a few hours later, I'm coming home now. What happened that night with Shrantan? So we've been friends forever. Like when we, we first moved to America in like 1985 and moved to Wisconsin, and I'm sure you can imagine there's probably like from India and there's yeah. like, you know, 15 Indian families. They're all friends, you know, so we've known them forever. So there, you know, there's a history of like, you know, I can know how to push his buttons and vice versa. It's just family, basically. So we're probably just joking around a little bit. Maybe he's annoyed and I wasn't picking up on it. I just kind of remember like thinking he left the hot dog for a long time. And and we're in like the New York mindset where like everything's expensive. We need to finish everything. Like, sure. I don't know, maybe that was something, uh, you know, perhaps that was in our brains. And I just felt like it was too long. And I kind of just ate it like sort of a, pretty obnoxiously i'm sure do you listen to doughboys or how did you hear the email yeah so our friend we mutual friends right we all we are still in touch you know forever pretty much for better or for worse and he told me tutan had a listening party to this podcast he listens to i had heard a couple episodes of listened to like a wendy's episode or chicken but best mm-hmm. chicken sandwich so i was kind of aware of it and he told me he's like he had a listening party to this episode that he had written in on and told him about the hot dog incident. And he wrote in and told him the story. I was like, what? And then like, then he said, you know, some of the episode and I listened to it. And then I, yeah, I wrote in. So you'd listened to a few episodes of Doughboys. Yeah. Was Doughboys not really for you? I've, the actors on some a Netflix show. So I'm kind of aware yeah. of the voice and it's funny. Yeah. But I'm not a huge fan. Like he, right. He's having a listening party as it's like, what? yeah. How much hot dog would you say was left? <laughs> Uh, I mean, probably one or two bites. I mean, it was a marginal, it was like the last, you know, less than a half. So when we spoke to Sharantan, he said it was half. Yeah. Let's say 49% if, if half, if you want to do half, 45, it was definitely less than half. It's definitely less than half. And the way, the way he described you eating it was kind of like a cartoon, like duck, you know, <laughs> eating it. And then he described that you did kind of like an alley G like finger gun afterwards. <laughs> Does that, does that uh, seem accurate? God, that could be possible. We sort of got obnoxious to each other sometimes. I mean, yeah. I think he may be embellishing it. The hot dog size for sure. Maybe the Ali G thing. But, you know, some essence of that maybe afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And he remembers like that. So I feel bad, you know. Wow. <laughs> C- can I just say I'm like 
I'm not sure how serious Mitch is taking all this because he spent most of that clip eating yogurt. And I just don't know if his was, attention was focused. I was laughing. Okay. You can't listen to something while you eat yogurt? You can't tell how serious he's taking it by how much he's laughing? <laughs> I'm aware that there's some humor here, but I would like you guys to take this seriously. So after hearing that... Yeah, I got a question kind of for what, you. Yeah. For like your solo monologue pieces when you're like, after talking to them, I thought, you know, when you're doing that stuff, are you doing that from the bathroom and also possibly <laughs> from the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> We're working on the sound for that. <laughs> so after hearing both sides, I think our yeah. takeaway was they both felt like real guys and it felt right. as real as could be. I don't know. What did you guys think after hearing them on tape? Well... I want to know, I mean, I, I did like the background into their friendship, and I almost want to know more about that, because, uh, you know, they 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 grew up in Wisconsin together. Oh, Sus is nodding, so it seems like we get into this a little bit of why they were in New wow. York City together. Um, and, you know, I, I'm wondering about this annoying friend. He's fascinating to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. who is this character? Um, yeah. It's funny that the one guy likes Barstool and doesn't like Doughboys. <laughs> Well, but I was like, is is he trying to say, is he trying to like say he's that type of guy or does he actually mm. have a fandom of Barstool? Because that's more struck me as like he was trying to sort of, that to me honestly sell, sounded like he was trying to win points for his side with the Doughboys Patreon audience of like saying like, he's kind of a Barstool guy, you know, he's he's not like a Doughboys type of when fan. immediately When immediately he loses points for Wags and I, we don't. We don't like that he likes the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after hearing it, I mean, there's mm-hmm. actually not much disagreement about what happens. No. You know, mm. one Sharanton says half a hot dog. Sunway says a little bit less. He does say that he ate it. There's a little bit of a disagreement about how long it was sitting around. Or would you guys say you're on one side or the other on this? Yeah, I'd say I'm on Sharanton's side. I I think that uh, I he, he seems like he. I would also be annoyed if this happened to me, and then to hear the details that he did this alley G, I can see it all too much. I can see this happening, and 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 it's annoying me, and I'm and and I would be mad as well if someone ate my hot dog and then did like an alley G, finger gun thing. Uh, like uh, I I believe that to be a thing that could, happen, especially then. That's like an annoying guy thing in 2007 or whatever. That's that's real. Mm-hmm. Sure. But also, Mitch and I are all too familiar with playful antagonism between old friends. And that seems like Sunmoy and Sharantan had that kind of dynamic. And it may have been one of those things where it was just sort of like, hey, this this I thought was playful and lighthearted. And if anything, this was an act of love. And you took personal offense, perhaps due to the circumstances, perhaps because of your headspace. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's a. I, I feel like I need to hear more to render a verdict. I don't know if you're curious at all about what the hot dog was. Does that matter? Like, does it oh, matter? What the hot? Yeah. Okay, Emma. That's honestly the most important detail. Emma, can yeah. you hit play? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird. You found out. <laughs> On the next episode of Man Bites Dog, we keep talking to Sunmoy and get a big break in the investigation. Um, I remember it was American Trash, 
and there's Red's char-grilled hot dogs. So this is a tease for a next episode? Yeah, I was thinking this is kind of divided into like five parts so that maybe we could spread this across like an entire month maybe, really build the suspense. I mean, what are what are we like 20 minutes in? We're going to we're going <laughs> to release this as multiple episodes. <laughs> Feels pretty thin. <laughs> Fine. Okay, we'll do it all. We'll just keep going. Okay. All right, good. Man Bites Dog will continue right after this word from our sponsors. Today's episode of Doughboys is brought to you by Helix. Wags, I've had a Helix mattress now for six years, maybe seven years. Wow. It's been a while. It was pre-pandemic. I know that much. Man. I know. And you know what? My sleep has greatly improved. I love my Helix mattress. It's like a cloud. Wally and Irma sleep in there together. They love it. They don't want to leave the bed. Cute. I don't want to leave the bed. Probably bad for you. You know what? Anytime I'm late here, blame it on Helix. Wow. I'm sleeping away. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, Wags, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night, which is a problem for me. I heat up. Problem for me, too. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design, combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Wags, I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a Moonlight Lux mattress because I wanted something that felt nice and soft, just like me. Wow. And not only is the mattress the best you've ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy, as you were telling me. Helix mm -hmm. mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door for free. You know what? Ross Kimball helped me set it up. Good guy, Ross. Shout out to Ross. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash doughboys and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Helix Partner 2-0. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is Man Bites Dog, Episode 2, The Dog Hunt. 
So uh, Sunway remembered that it was Red's Charred Grills Hot Dogs. And wow. they were kind of like located in American trash. Points for Sunway, by the way, just to remember the dog. Yes. yes. Yeah, very important detail. So it was Red's Charred Grill, and they were located in American trash. They like had like a partnership or something. It's actually a uh, a hot dog chain that's like their main stores are in East Aurora in upstate New York. I was like, okay, Red Star Grilled Hot Dogs. Let me get on the phone and try and see what the deal is with these hot dogs. I assumed you were going to get on a plane. <laughs> we thought about it. We thought about it. We thought you'd notice the charge on the cre- on the Doughboy's credit card, though. So uh, we just called them. <laughs> right. So to get to just let me get this straight here. You called up a hot dog company and you, you asked them about their hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Here, you can, you can listen for yourself. Red Star Grilled, how can I help you? Hi, uh, this is Evan Susser from the Doughboys podcast. I'm actually calling because I'm investigating a hot dog dispute between two friends. <laughs> so, yeah, no one from Reds would go on the record with us. In fact, even that hello is actually my wife, Jamie. <laughs> I kept calling and kept calling Reds, and eventually one of the employees was willing to talk to me not on the record. And what he said is, look, if you're curious about the hot dogs, you don't want to talk to us. You want to talk to the butcher who makes the hot dogs. That's the whole thing with the hot dogs. And it's a butcher from Buffalo named Wardinsky and Sons. And guess what? Skip Wardinsky was willing to get on the phone. Now, I should warn you, we had some trouble with Zoom, so his sound isn't perfect, but it was definitely worth it. My name is uh, Raymond M. Wardinsky. I'm the owner of Wardinsky Meats in Buffalo, New York, uh, founded in 1919 by my grandfather. And I can call you Skip? Yes, absolutely. So, Skip, I'm calling today because I'm investigating a dispute between two friends involving a hot dog. The hot dog was from Red's Char Grilled, and I understand you're the supplier for them. Is that correct? Yes, you're talking about Red Top, right? In East Aurora? Um, Red's? Yes. No, there's also a Red. And you are the supplier of the hot dogs? Mm -hmm. Basically, the situation is these two friends, one of them ate the other one's hot dog, which you guys make. And it basically caused a riff in this friendship. They've been friends since they were 10 years old. Now, is there anything you think special about your hot dogs that are so good that it would it would justify that rift in a friendship? So what kind of rift are we talking about? Meaning he ate the friend's hot dog and he didn't like it or what happened? No, he loved it. Now they haven't like seen or spoken to each other in three years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Can you talk about your process of how you make the hot dogs? You know, basically hot dogs are sausage. We make a lot of different sausages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always say, you know, you use good meat, a tasty spice. The meat's important because it it depends on how soft it is. Different meats have different density to them. So, I mean, we, we I probably worked for 30 years on getting the right bite and taste on our hot dog. And probably haven't done it for the last 10 years just because we get so many compliments on our product. So it does seem like they're pretty good hot dogs. Um, I mean, we get calls every week. Okay, so this is nothing new. So when we hear, you know, from you that 
you know some people that like their hot dogs we get calls every single week did you hear that he gets calls like this every single week did he mean calls from other humor adjacent food podcasts or perhaps he meant calls about friendships ending over his hot dogs either way I knew what I had to ask next. I'm in Los Angeles. These two guys are in the Midwest. Are you guys... Oh my gosh. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> well, they were in New York when they had the hot dog. Yeah. Um, I'm used to going, you're used to pinks over there. Yeah, right. It's right down the street from me. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, now, I was looking on your website. I understand you do ship. We use a company in town here that ships. And will they ship across the country? Sure. Yeah, they actually have a flat rate on shipping. On the next episode of Man Bites Dog, I tell Mitch to open the package I delivered to his house this morning. That's right. It's one of the hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Again, a next episode tease. Uh, I think it was maybe a little presumptuous to... Uh, have Emma edit those together, you know, to play midway through the podcast. Fine. Because okay. We'll just like keep we rolling. Do we'll keep doing one. the whole thing. We'll, okay. we'll keep doing the whole thing. Uh, so All Mitch, right. can you show yes. Weiger and Emma the box that I dropped off? The box. He gave me a, a box. that looked very much like the box from seven. Um, What's in the box? I hope it's a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Sus, when you said there's a Pink's right down the street from where you were, you in line at Pink's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right down the street. That's a long line. That's why the audio wasn't so good. <laughs> Look, if, if any if any good comes from this investigation, I hope that people give Skip a lot of business. That's right, Irma. Yeah, I hope I hope I hope Skip gets some good. He, what 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 a great sport he was. But Such here we go. Champ. Yeah, it really seemed like Here's it. the box that Susser dropped off at my house today. <laughs> so it says on the outside, man bites dog, do not open until instructed by Evan Susser, and there is, a, it appears to be clip art of a hot dog. Okay, so Mitch, at this point. It's very expensive looking hot, uh, clip arts of a hot dog on the front of it. It's great. Did you make that in Microsoft Word? Did you open up Photoshop? What happened? I, I, did, it, I did it in Microsoft Word. Did okay. you scan an actual hot dog? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, Mitch. So seriously, open up, open up the package. Okay, I don't. I, I feel bad uh, cutting through the. Well, you know what? There's one on the side, so I'm gonna. There are plenty. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut through here. Sus actually wallpapered his house with that, so <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> so just to say, what we're gonna do here is, uh, I have the hot dogs for Mitch. They are yes. raw, so I would like him to cook one of the hot dogs, then okay. cut half of it and then i would like him to let it sit for about eight minutes because that's kind of you know the amount of time it was sitting and then while he's doing that i've got some more tape from our conversations with the guys that i'll play for you okay i got a little cooler here yeah mitch has a cooler with hot dogs and i just want to raise one concern with susser's plan which is that i don't think mitch can leave the hot dog alone for eight minutes (laughs) (laughs) i have that <laughs> I had that concern as well. Okay. Um, okay, Mitch, have you been able to figure out what I got for you in there? Yes, I have them here. Here they are. They're uh, 
how do you say the last name here? Wardinsky's? Wardinsky. Skip Wardinsky. Yeah, Wardinsky. Wardinsky's hot dogs. Gluten-free, dairy-free, found in 1919, finest quality. I got these with a natural casing. I got them right here. These hot dogs. I also they look have good. a bag. I have a bag of buns, three buns. Wow. So that so I can cook two more hot dogs, correct? Yes. Okay, all right, good. And then I have a bottle of Sir Kensington yellow mustard and some Heinz tomato ketchup, no sugar added. Now wow. sus, are these what were the what were the toppings on the hot dog at the at the bar? I don't know if we know yeah. that. Do we? Well, <laughs> it's it's been deleted really from the tape. Detail. <laughs> wow! Because it. it's a it's a bon mi hot dog, which was going to be too impossible to recreate. So. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> We're going oh, by well, quality well, well. of dog alone. Quality of dog alone. You didn't think I'd be asking these questions, did you? But I think <laughs> that for these purposes, you'll get a sense of the hot dog. I agree. All right. I- the the Mitch is going to yeah. start cooking these. The banh mi hot dog. So we're we talking about it had like some, you know, uh, some pork or some beef on top. Or was it just like the, you know, the carrots, the, um, the onion? W- was it a banh mi bun? In telling a complex narrative audio story, you have to leave out certain details. Got it. The banh mi hot dog part, I decided to leave out. Let's not get focused okay. on the banh mi hot dog. <laughs> I don't know. Is the my question? To that. <laughs> so, so my question to you is: How would you like me to prepare these hot dogs? Because I got an air fryer, I got a frying pan. I think an air fryer would be pretty good, based on my research. Okay, you want me? You want me to air fry these dogs? Okay. I'm going to air fry two hot dogs. Okay, two great. hot dogs. And Wags, if you decide to eat meat again, we'll happily provide you with some hot dogs. And Sus, I, I can I can hear through my headphones. So if you want to keep going, I can listen while okay, I great. prepare these. Okay, great, great. So, as you guys know, it's kind of referenced that there was uh, an email exchange between the yes. two guys. So in kind of digging deeper, I thought that that would be a pretty good place to start is to get back on with Sharantan and ask him to read from some of that email exchange. And I'm going to be upfront here. This email exchange, you know, it goes into some details. Some parts of it have been, you know, kind of um, abridged, but this mm-hmm. very much keeps the uh, the nature of the exchange. So Emma, do you want to hit the clip for reading from the emails this was july 2nd 2013 to sunway hello there we're finally moved in madison so i finally have some time now i wanted to write an email and help clear the air it's easier for me to do this than over the phone where emotions can run high i want you to read this email in its entirety without coming up with counter arguments as you go my last night in new york didn't really go as i wanted as you know the night started out on the wrong foot I'm sure your friend David is very nice, but he was complaining basically 100% of the time. So already I was out of it. Then when you ate the rest of my hot dog, which admittedly in the scheme of things is completely trivial, it made me more upset. Set aside the fact that I paid for your food and beer. Oh yeah, I did pay for this food. What bothered me wasn't and still isn't the fact that you ate the hot dog. It's how you reacted after. You saw that I was upset, but instead of apologizing, you attacked me and called me names. At a certain point, I decided 
I just had to leave the situation because if I didn't, there would just be a back and forth and we would both get more upset. What I still don't understand is why you did it. I know it's a trivial act, but I don't understand your motivation in doing it. It was just rude. Would you have done it if Sophia were around or Mary? Were you trying to get a rise out of me? If so, why? I don't need to be challenged by my friends in that manner. I'm getting too old for that kind of thing. You are free to behave however you want. But at this point in my life, I'm starting to have almost zero tolerance for negativity and drama. Part of growing up is realizing actions have consequences. I'm really sorry the night turned out that way, and I was probably being dramatic and overly sensitive by just walking out on you. So I apologize for that. Please let me know what you think. So reading that back, um, uh, so my understanding, it's about a week and a half after the incident takes place, right? Just about, yeah. And it seems like that's coming from a pretty earnest place. Very um, earnest. Yeah, you were pretty, you were pretty <laughs> yes. upset. And I think you actually, even at the time, you have the self-awareness to recognize. You say multiple times, I understand this is trivial. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but it does bother me. It's the principle yes. of the thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you didn't ask. Um, and then there's also another part of it that there's a real uh, bittersweet undercurrent about growing up and feeling too old uh, for these childish kind of behaviors. Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you talk about a little bit about what was going on in your life at that point? <laughs> well, it was a time of transition. I mean, I finished residency, which is a hard three years. You know, it's like right. all the TV shows. It ended up being a, a weird time in my life after that, after moving, a lot was going on. So it was already this, you know, emotional uh, cauldron that I was, I was dealing with. And I, I don't know if it seeped in that night, but it was definitely there underneath everything. Mm-hmm. But I was in all honesty, I was genuinely mad about that. And it was, you know, because if I believe you, <laughs> <laughs> that's very clear. Sanmoy responded to that email the next day. I asked Shrantan to read that response. So this is Sanmoy. I sincerely thought you were done with it. You hadn't touched those last two bites for about 10 minutes before the bathroom. And when I came back, it was still there. I guess I reacted in the way I did because I couldn't believe you were that upset over a cold hot dog, of which I would have happily bought you another. I was expecting we'd eat again and drink a bit more in the evening. Anyway, it's not a big deal. I'm glad you're getting settled into your new life. Transitions can be tough. What was your reaction receiving that email at the time? (laughs) It it was a mix of just shock and exasperation. I knew from the first line he was not going to apologize. I was expecting a mea culpa, a quid pro quo, something. But it was, I sincerely thought you were done with it. That's how we're starting the email. You know, and I poured my heart out. And then... The last emotion was anger at myself for expecting an apology because, you know, this is this is this guy. This is uh-huh. what he does. He just doubles down. You say uh, in the email that you have zero tolerance for negativity and drama. Yep. <laughs> Some would say that sending an email <laughs> is maybe showing some tolerance for drama. Some might say that, like Mary, my wife, yeah. has said that repeatedly. Now, do you still have zero tolerance for negativity and drama? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm 41. It's not that I don't have tolerance for it. I don't have time. Right. I just, I don't talk to anybody. You know, I, I wake up, I see my kids, I go to work, I come home. I see my right. kids, I go to bed. 
So that's wow. the email exchange. That's the same age I am. The difference is that he's an ophthalmologist and, <laughs> and I have a fast food podcast. <laughs> Christ. That that was also what was really interesting to me as we started investigating this is that these are not like high school kids when this happened who are like 25 right. now. These are like grown men with families who like mm-hmm. really have dug in on this thing. It, it, it just it seems to me that may just be the root issue. Is that we've got, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one guy who's still, you know, like acting like old times and another guy who's kind of like, you know, grown up a little bit. And and mm. and I think that that's that seems like the rub in the dispute. Mitch, how are those hot dogs going? The the hot dog is currently in the air fryer. Now, may I toast my bun is the qu- a question I want to ask. No. Wow. Wow. All right. Another question about the bun is uh, you gave me loose buns. You gave me a bag of three yes. buns. Mm-hmm. So was that because you are these old buns? Did you want to keep some of the other buns? Like, what was the deal with the three loose buns? I wanted to keep some of the buns because in order <laughs> to order hot dogs from uh, Wardinsky and Co., you had to buy three packages mm. of that okay. size. Also, I need to speak to both of you about being reimbursed for shipping the hot dogs. <laughs> I'm starting to see the whole... Uh... The whole scam here. Why this whole investigation took place in the first place. <laughs> okay. Well, while we're still waiting on the hot dog, uh, yeah. I I asked Sunmoy about the emails. Uh, and Emma, do you want to play his response? It's been, at this point, a week and a half since this night out. And you get that email. Yeah. What, what, do you, what was your reaction at the time? I, I guess I, part of me kind of expected it. And then part of me was like, yeah, I can't believe it. We're both doubling down on what we were doing, I guess. Um, and what's your reaction here reading it now? I mean, I'm a little embarrassed by everything, first of all. So I still feel like it was a little too intense for him to get that upset. I think because because after offering the hot dog, I feel like that, that's it. Like, let's, you know, move on. And so when he didn't move on and didn't accept it, then I was like, when nuclear, I guess. The person who's described as your insufferable friend, David. <laughs> yeah, David. Do you think the description of David as insufferable is fair? I, I think he can be come off as that, but we, so the other mutual friends we have, they're also friends with him. Do you think he would be willing to talk to us? Oh my God, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Um, so you wrote back to his email, and what's not included in your response is an apology. Right. Did you think about apologizing? I thought I apologized by offering that another hot dog. I guess that's not an apology, but it's like a my sure. uh, admitting. You that could I say in some ways it's even better. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was better. Yeah, I thought we were just fine. I didn't. No concept, obviously, that a decade later we're going to be talking. You know, obviously, <laughs> sure. I would have said, okay. but we we're immature. I don't know. We're in twenties still, I think. Or you basically, you guys basically grew up together. Yeah, I'm about seven or eight years old, and very close friends. Yeah, yeah. Are you still close friends? I would say we're my friend, my friend forever, you know, but like we haven't hung out in forever. Do you think this hot dog incident is why? Well, if it's like maybe just like a perfect storm. Wow. Wow. Uh, I have a quick update. Oh. I've tracked down the menu for American Trash in New York City from back when they had Red's char-grilled hot dogs. Oh my wow. God. Here is the banh mi hot dog. 
mayo, fresh cucumber, pickled daikon, carrots, cilantro, and fresh jalapenos. Sounds pretty good. Wow. Mm. wow. So. Well, you'll just have it with ketchup and mustard. <laughs> <laughs> this big whole project, Wags basically got to the bottom of one of the issues during a sound clip. He found out. <laughs> he found out the impossible. My big question for Sharantan and and uh, uh, and and Sunmoy, if I were to to you know if I could talk with both of them, would be why opt for the Bon Mi hot dog over the loaded baked potato hot dog, which includes mm. sour cream, bacon, Monterey and cheddar cheese, French fries, and fresh scallions. That sounds great. I think sounds that's amazing. the investigation. <laughs> but at the core of all of these hot dogs is the same hot dog. That's okay. Yes. Fair. fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Mitch, how's it going with the hot dog? Uh, well, it, it takes six to eight minutes to cook a hot dog in the air fryer, and we're about three minutes in. So you could uh, mm-hmm. you could probably go to it. And then don't I have to wait another six minutes? I think this is going to no, be done yeah. after the episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I have a quick. I have a question for Mitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was your air fryer uh, already on the hot dog setting? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was. <laughs> okay, look, I know we're not doing the multiple episode thing, but we still uh-huh. have it all broken up with trailers. So uh, am I you know, just going to play the next trailer? <laughs> yeah. On the next episode of Man Bites Dog, the story gets a little more complicated. I was thinking about this when you emailed me, and there was actually another almost friendship ending food transgression after this that's wow. ridiculous to see the thing is so we're planning to have a barbecue you know the same kind of group of friends we've been you know friends for a long time it was it could have been at any of our houses right and my sister and i actually wanted to have it at our house i think if you'd saved the episode preview until now you almost could have gotten an extra episode out of this. Like, it'd be like, okay, yeah, this could be a two-parter. But I think getting to it so early. Getting to five, five episodes was maybe a little greedy. Maybe a little too ambitious, but this could have been a two-parter. It looks like Mitch has a hot dog on a fork right now. Mm -hmm. I have the hot dog, it's done. Okay, great. So now we need to let it sit. It looks beautiful. Fuck, that looks so good. I'm reaching into the bottom bed, which is weirdly wet, by the way. Here we go. (laughs) Well, it was surrounded by, well, ice. I don't know. Uh, we can't tell. It looks like what Mitch is doing is putting, it's below frame, but it looks like he's putting the dog into the bun. That's right. I put the dog okay. in the bun. I'm going to put ketchup. Now I, I have to get a plate to cut this fucking thing in two. I forgot about the cut in two thing. Do you not normally get plates when you make food? Great question, Emma. <laughs> not hot dogs. He stepped away from the mic. Not hot dogs, he says. Right, that thing's going from his hand straight to his mouth. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like the crux of the whole dispute is sometimes when someone is like hurt by something you did, even if you meant it uh, like, or, like playfully or in good fun, the right move is just to offer them a heartfelt apology. And I, and I do feel like, like if Sunmoy had done that, this would have been much less of a brouhaha. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And also what's interesting is talking to Sunway, you know, despite the characterization from Shrantan, he's kind of more thoughtful than you'd expect. Yeah. You know, he even recognizes that offering a hot dog is not an apology. Uh, right. 
so it kind of honestly it like it is kind of sad that they really you know it's not like the dramatic like he ate his hot dog and then they never spoke to each other again but it is true that they were like very close friends and I got fucking mustard on my I got mustard on my sweatshirt I got mu- fucking mustard on my sweatshirt. <laughs> 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 Do you have some soda water? Or micellar Mitch, water? you have soda water? I don't know. You have something with some effervescence, right? Uh, micellar water okay. will do it, or just some ice cold water. <laughs> Laundry spray, soak it. You have well, a t- have you have a Tide water. pen. I have some old soda water. So, sir, how, what's your what's your stain dressing regimen? Uh, it just I throw it away if I get a stain on it, and so I just go for clothes <laughs> like that. And you must go through fucking outfits constantly. All right, uh, I, I use tonic water. I'm not sure if that works, but I I tried it. That should work. And and uh, and I'm now I'm going to cut this hot dog in two. I, I think it's been a few minutes since uh, since this has come out of the air fryer. Yeah. Yep. So here's cutting cutting it in two. Nice ca- the casing. It's got a it's got a nice crisp casing. Yeah. Okay. Natural casing, right? Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. it's been cut in two. Now, All how right. long do I have to wait? A few more minutes. Before we get to that, I know Sunmoy said not to reach out to the obnoxious friend. Wow. Wow. But I did it anyway. Wow. I reached out to the insufferable friend, David, the third party in this. Do you want to hear the clip? Of Of course. course. And also, I feel like compared to like us and our friends, he's probably just normal. Hello? Hi, David. Evan? Uh, this, yes. What's up, man? As you can hear, David's audio has been modified to protect his identity. I started the interview by asking if he remembered the hot dog incident. After all, it was eight years ago. I do remember this, yeah. It, I mean, oh, you it do. was like, yeah. Well, here's the thing. It was, it's like vague memory because, like, it was going on in, like, the background of, of like, my evening that night. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was, like... What, what what was his friend's name? Sharantan. Sharantan was like, he was like leaving town or something like that. And so like, they're just talking the whole time. I was just totally ignored. Like I was about to, I was like a, literally about to leave when I sit back down and there's this like weird tension. And these two guys are like pissed at each other. Do you remember what they were pissed about? Yeah, it was like one of, one of the one of them ate a hot dog. Yeah, like, Sun Sun Moy ate the rest of Sharanton's hot dog. Okay. So I okay. One part of the Sharanton's email, he describes you as well. He describes you as kind of insufferable. Uh, yeah. Is that something what that you've that, ever? What does that mean? Well, he he said that you kind of were uh you would kind of one up him. Um, and that you kind of were negative. Is that is that something that you've ever been told before? I don't think I'm negative. Got it. And in terms of being insufferable, I don't even... I'm not even sure the definition of that word, but it's just like, I, I've i suffered. Sure. As much as anybody else has. Even more. If he wants to say shit about me to some podcast dude, like, he can say it to my face. That I was insufferable. Maybe Maybe he was insufferable. 
And that's why he couldn't, like, keep my attention at the table. Do you know what I mean? Right. Maybe he he was insufferable, and maybe that's why, you know, he got his hot dog ate or whatever. What what he described is that you kind of were like one upping him a lot. You know, if he would say that he went to London, you would say that, oh, I've been to Scotland. Is that something I have that been you've... to Scotland? Oh, that, that's nice. Yeah, I also just went to Australia. So you felt a little left out that night, being the third the third friend, and like they were kind of yeah, ignoring you. Yeah, you could say that. I'm like a third party to this thing. So like, why am I getting like mixed up in your hot dog drama? Like, why am I eight years later on a podcast? Like, taking, like, almost 45 minutes off of work. I'm, like, I'm literally, I'm I'm literally like, walking around outside in the parking lot right now of my work, like... Where do you work? Down. Dude, don't fucking do that. None of your business. So do you think it's, you know, normal or absurd or whatever that, that, that Subway and Charenton are still fighting about this hot dog eight years later? I don't know, man. It's like, honestly, it's like none of my business. Do you know what I mean? Like, I thought you guys were going to ask me more questions about me. This is the first time I've been interviewed by anybody. Got it. Isn't that fucked up? Because I'm an interesting person. You know what I mean? I just got back from Australia. So, everything's been real up until... Yeah. So, so that was, uh, that was David. And, mm-hmm. oh, uh, okay. As you can tell, uh, we used a voice modulation, uh, right. yeah, which seems weird voice. because he wanted to be interviewed. Like, were you afraid and that you maybe sound like too much like someone we know? <laughs> <laughs> who, do you, who do you think you would sound like? I don't know. If I had a guess, like immediately when I heard it, I was like, hmm, this is Mookie with a low voice thing. But that does, I mean, it was David, of course. Yes. But, but. Well, in the interest of journalistic integrity, I will admit that uh, we did, in painting this picture, reach out to um, an actor to, uh, to do this. And the actor was uh, a man named uh, Michael Blakelock. And, okay, okay, so uh, that is Mookie. And so, yes, David did not want to participate, but I thought to, Fair. you know, really paint a picture of what this evening was like, that was my idea, uh, and Mookie's and Emma's of what the insufferable friend was like. So that's just kind of... Well, all right, in, I like okay. that. In the mix. Okay. I like that. I, this is, I mean, this is a huge journalistic liberty. You know, this is like with the Anthony Bourdain documentary where they they used a computer to simulate things that Anthony could have said in the narration. <laughs> like it was like, it's like a little bit of a breach of, of protocol, but I'll allow it. Well, hold on. Great. You know what? I've never, I've never listened to serial before. Did they do stuff like this in serial? Yeah, they do this a lot. I think so. Yeah. I honestly I think eat- this has more journalistic integrity than serial from what I've gleaned. <laughs> yes. Mitch, at this point, eat the hot dog. Okay. I'm going to take a, I'll take a, I'll, I'll take a picture of the hot dog as well. Oh, yes, please do. All right, great. Mitch is angling the camera down below frame. Let's hope he's taking a pic of the hot dog. Now, Sus, you you also had some of these hot dogs yourself? Oh, yeah. Mitch okay. is taking a bite of the hot dog. I'm going to say this. Yes. Fantastic hot dog. Wow. It's a great hot Amazing. dog. It's a that great was- hot dog. 
that was the whole thing is when I got them, I got them shipped, which I thought was maybe a little silly. And then I had it and I actually thought, you know what? The hot dog is really good. That is yeah. an important part of this story. Is the hot that dog it's is very, fantastic. It's a very good hot dog. And you guys have just come off of a month where you've been eating a bunch of hot dogs, and I think that's as good as any hot dog. This is this is one of the best hot dogs I've ever tasted. The meat is great. I'm not wow. lying. Yeah, imagine that with some mayo, fresh cucumber, pickled daikon, carrot, cilantro, and fresh jalapenos. Now it is slightly cooled, yes, and it's slightly cooled, Wags, but mm-hmm. I would be mad if someone ate this half. Oh, by the way, I'm going to eat the, the second half just for scientific reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is the temperature of it right now cold or cool room temp, or is it still kind of warm? It's room temp. It's room temp to cool, but it's still, the hot dog is so good that I I would be mad if someone ate that half of my hot dog. I would be mad. Yeah, I get that. I'd be mad. It kind of sounds like you would kind of start to feel like Sunmoy, we were sympathizing with, with him a little bit and being like, hey, you know what? He offered to do another hot dog. He seems like a reasonable guy. He's kind of showing some contrition, mm. but now that you've had the hot dog, maybe you're back to Shrantan side. I I'm going back to a Shrantan side because this is the hot dog is that good. Wow. Yeah, I mean to go back to the original Doughboys episodes when we read the initial email. Um, it, it was it seemed like you know before Sunmoy wrote in and replied, it seemed like what this guy is doing eating your hot dog is completely unreasonable and i totally get it and then you hear a little bit more context and they have this sort of playful history of this sort of back and forth of razzing each other and you start to buy a sunmoy's side a little bit but then just hearing how good that hot dog is i think that kind of tips it yeah it's it's a game well and not to pile on i mean the the tease there was another transgression between the two of these guys which i think also wow you know demonstrates the relationship so emma do we want to play that that clip yeah, here you go. This is after the hot dog. He invited five additional people to a barbecue at my house that I was hosting, like in July. This was Sunmoy? Fourth of July, yes. Okay. Sunmoy. And I lost it because I'm alone. You know, Mary's at work. I've got the baby. I got to host like 20 people and now 25. Oh, and by the way, one of them is a vegan. So, I can't. you know, I got to do his stuff around the grill first. I mean, it was just a mess. And I, I blew up at him. I will admit that. He said I went Mel Gibson on him. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, nothing racist. Okay. Just like, just got real mad. I'm wondering, as you tell these stories and you tell yes. this kind of odd couple friendship you have. Yes. It reminds me of a certain relationship with two men <laughs> I'm very familiar with. Do you think part of what drew you to Doughboys was you saw a certain <laughs> reflection of you and Sunmoy in the Doughboys. You know, <laughs> now you got it. You got me on that one. I think that dynamic mirrors such a, so much of our friendship to like Weiger's the, the earnest guy with the hidden rage and <laughs> Mitch is the, you know, aggro, <laughs> lay it on the line kind of guy. And it's just, right. yeah, that's that's kind of perfect. Would you like... To reconcile your relationship with Sunmoy. Boy, okay. I, I would be up for it. If I mean he hasn't done anything that is a like a ender, you know. Right. It, it was just sort of like it petered out, you know, it's that kind of thing. 
and like he was always families. Like we have these kind of squabbles where we act like kids, where we, whenever we get together, we don't act like friends or adults. You know, we act like children because we've known each other since we were 10. So what would it take, I guess, to like kind of reconcile? Does it, is it an apology for the hot dog incident? Is it <laughs> yes. an apology? For, it's that, that's really, that, that would be the first step. G- genuinely. Yes. Because he never has. On the next part of this one and only episode of Man Bites Dog, we attempt to repair a friendship. Yeah, I want to move on. You want to move on? I feel like, you know, it's been 25, 30 years of being friends. Yeah, I, I would want to, yeah. But before that, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Spoon Man, I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week podcasting, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. That's right, Wags. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, They'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. Wow. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, Wags. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Bye-bye, Doughboys Double. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash doughboys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Mitch, I got something I really need to get off my chest. Let's hear it, Wags. What's up? I've been having problems. Oh, no. Well, Wags, we, we all carry around stressors, big and small. It's true, and when we keep them bottled up, It can start to affect us negatively, like my problems. Well, therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Wags, what's on your chest? Let's see. Problems, issues, difficulties, struggles, the whole lot. Well, how do you feel getting them off your chest? A lot better. Well, Wags, you know what? It makes sense because anytime I use therapy, I feel better. Mm. It's like going to the gym yes. for your mind. You That's get right. the gunk out. You feel better. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Wags, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Doughboys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Doughboys. This is Man Bites Dog, the final chapter. Bark and bite. 
Wow. Wow. By the way, uh, during that segment, I, uh, I've now put uh, an additional hot dog in the air fryer. I thought I heard some beeping happening. Yeah, we heard some beeping going on. <laughs> I'm making a second hot so that's dog. That's how good they are. You're going for a second. Mm-hmm. If we've if I've learned anything from my friendship with Mitch, and it's not just that's not the only antagonistic you know interpersonal relationship I have, but it is probably one that I think about a lot because we we are not only friends but we work together, and so we're in mm. frequent communication. And also, when you work with somebody, it's just sort of like you you know them in a different way. And Mitch, I'm curious your side, but like. There's never really where you get pat you get like the hey this thing this you know what let's bygones be got bygones let bygones be got bygones we're gonna move forward you never really reach that point of like complete closure and then just like everything's fine from that point on it's there's always mm. gonna be cycles of like something's gonna happen you're gonna get you're gonna have a little conflict you're gonna resolve it and then you're going to you know then things will be okay for a bit but eventually things will bubble up because that's just how the two of you interact. Are you talking about Good Morning America or something? <laughs> well, I wasn't bringing up that up specifically, but <laughs> that's an example of the kind of thing. It's never really buried. Wags, well, I think you're right. I think that, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a really interesting thing here. I actually, here's what I'll say. I actually do believe this happened now. Me too. And Me too. I, be- I believe that these two are as big of losers as we are. <laughs> I wouldn't they go did that get far. The, they, they don't. They don't have a podcast. All right, good point. They did get into a fight over a hot dog. I do. I do believe yeah. that this has happened. Yeah. I, I yeah. Just, I'm just trying to think of what what would happen, Mitch, if you and I had this exact same incident. First like, of all, imagine, it would never happen because I would never do that. You know that that's a it's a rule. You don't do that. Which which honestly brings me back to Sharanton's side is like I wouldn't steal your food. I'd like that. That to me is that that's, that's, that's one of the seven deadly sins. Wags, you don't do that. No, mm. I've watched you guys share many meals and you always ask politely before taking or trying something that's on someone else's plate. Yeah, that's true. Uh, by the way, we, we are, we are, uh, Emma's in the, in the East coast uh, on the East coast. And we've been recording this for long enough where it has gotten dark where she <laughs> is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to go turn a light on. <laughs> What did what did you guys think of the revelation that Sharantan saw a mirror of his relationship with Sunway on the, in the two of you? I mean, I was just surprised it took you re- like explaining that to him for him to understand it. By the way, uh, Sus is Sir Kensington's like a a super stainy mustard that you gave me because it's not the stain's not coming out. It's like How a much joke. mustard did you get on your your sweatshirt? I just a drop, and it's not you coming soak out. Soak it, soak it in ice water. Now here's a question: My hot dog mm-hmm. is ready. That's not a question. That's a statement. Uh, <laughs> sus, you can hear it beeping. I'm gonna go get it in just a second here. What was the deal with David? Do you you actually talked to him and he just denied you? I want to hear that. Sanmoy uh, asked on my behalf if he would be interested, and the answer was he really didn't remember anything from the night. It was eight years ago. And so he didn't remember anything and then also did not want to participate. Right. That's fair. Wow. So when Sharantan told me that, like, he saw this reflection, my thought was, hey, as someone who's kind of the mediator between two people with a similar dynamic, why don't I kind of insert myself here Mm, and try and mend this friendship? 
So wow. I'm not going to play the tape, but I also called Sanmoy again and was talking to him. And I said, look, do you want to be like friends with him? Do you want to like, I think he's kind of looking for an apology. Like, is that something you were open to? And he, you know, as you heard in the clip for the trailer, he was like, yes, he's been my, like, we grew up together. Like, I right. want to be friends with him. I, like, it was a long time ago. I have more perspective than I did at the time. Like, let's do this. So I got back on with them and you'll see how I did it. Wow. Hi. Shrantan, hey. uh, thank you for getting back on the Zoom. I really yeah, appreciate no it. No problem. Yeah, no problem. So, first of all, I want to follow up. I have done some research into the hot dog <laughs> incident. Okay. And I'll say, first of all, I definitively believe now that this is true and this uh -huh. happened. Yeah. Second of <laughs> okay. all, there was a there was a question of where the hot dog was from, which mm, you didn't yes. remember. Mm -hmm. uh, I've discovered it was Red's Charred Grilled Hot Dogs. Red's Charred Grilled, yeah. Which was located right. <laughs> inside American Trash uh, in the Upper East Side. And the butcher that they use for the hot dogs is Warditsky and Sons. Oh, okay. Um, wow. So, <laughs> Good job, so Gumshoe. The other and more pressing issue. Yes. Is on the last interview, if you remember, mm -hmm. uh -huh. I asked if you were open to reconciling with Sunway. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember. And you said yes. Uh-huh. Do you still feel that same way? Yeah, I think so. We'll give it a shot. Okay. Well, are you prepared to give it a shot right now? <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Well, Emma, let's go can, for it. Can, can you please add Sunmoy into the <laughs> yes, Zoom? Yes, I can. Oh, boy. He's here? He's here. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Wow, there he is. <laughs> the reason why we're here is because of the hot dog incident. Well, we, at this point, listeners are very familiar with every step of it. Uh, oh, boy. Sharantan, you know, you've said that you've kind of been looking for an apology from Sunway. Sunway, are you prepared to give that apology? I am, but I'm also prepared to receive an apology as well. <laughs> oh, oh is, that, <laughs> is that right? Oh, from, from whom? You know it's from you. Oh, for, oh, for me. Okay. Okay. Guys, for guys, guys. guys. Years, of, years of vilification for something I do not need to be vilified for. Years. Guys, guys, we're going to get to all that. As Sharantan knows well, this is what I do. I like to mediate disputes <laughs> between friends. So are you sorry you ate the hot dog without asking, Sunmoy? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, your last bite of the cold hot dog that you hadn't bitten for 15 minutes. Okay, well, thanks for the editorializing. <laughs> I, I, I like the first part of that. The first part of that was great. Uh, but then then you just you just had to slide in the other stuff, huh? Guys, are you... There's a, statute of limitations. There's a statute of limitations. It's just been too long, and there's been too much vilification of my behavior, and I don't think I've... I've done that much to, you know, You're talking that. some some legal mumbo jumbo right now. I'm talking about the court of public opinion. Okay. Yeah, there, that's on my side with, too. They're, no, they're with me. Are you kidding? Wow. <laughs> so sus. It went really bad. It went bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you try to mediate Wags and I, and you, you do a bad job of it there too. I don't know why you, you. I don't know why you had this idea that you were good at it. You're bad at it, 
<laughs> Every any anytime we try to do it with Wags and I, we get ma- more mad at each other, and that happened here. They're pissed. They yeah, they got really mad at each other. And it's so funny when I spoke <laughs> to them both individually, they were reasonable, and then they both got right. really mad. And like clearly, yeah. like I think it was a little bit maybe performative, like for the podcast or for the other one. But like they just like truly like just both came in like needling each other and pushing it, and it was like. I mean, that dynamic, like, I could just see it. Like, after, like, being talked about, I was like, oh, God. Um, I'm kind of liking the Sunboy guy. But I didn't give up. Wow. Wow. That's right. I didn't give up. Emma, <laughs> let's go to part two. Just say you'll be friends for the podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm not having much success with Sunboy, I'll... <laughs> I'll switch to Sharantan. There. If this is your friend, if this is a person that you love, that you, uh, you know, you have this close bond from being friends from when you were 10 years old. Mm-hmm. If you know that this is how he is, why not just let these kind of things roll off your shoulder? I mean, it's it's a couple things. It's the Charlie Brown and the football. Okay. That's that's me. That's on me. Just expecting contrition. The other thing is. These things are are designed to make you look and feel like an idiot. And there's there's no way out. It's a trap. Okay? Mm-hmm. You tell anybody else, oh, he ate my hot dog. They'll say, so? It was eight years ago. What, what's your problem? But you weren't there. You weren't in the moment. You didn't see this business with the fingers? Yes, I, I know about the fingers. You didn't see. I don't know if that happened. It's burned into my brain. <laughs> As someone myself who likes to push buttons, Sunway, are you willing to admit that you like to push buttons? Yeah, and we can get to it very quickly because of how long we've known each other. Um, so, I mean, but I don't want that to be the centerpiece like of our friendship. I, I remember, like, in uh, 2000, you remember this, like, the first full, like, belly laugh, like, full body laugh I had was when it was probably, like, seven or eight, it was at your house in some sleepover. I remember like the pullout couch in the first house in uh, Whitefish Bay, maybe. In, in Whitefish Bay, yeah. Yeah. And then I remember watching that sh- some cartoon and the cartoon <laughs> characters were like, uh, they're talking about artichokes, <laughs> but they're saying, they're saying, are they jokes? Are yeah. they jokes? And, and it was like also talking about an artichoke. And that was just like sublimely funny. I never had a laugh like that before. And it, it had been like that, you know, for many years after that. And then somehow we became adults and we had to become serious or something. All of a sudden, I'm like a bad person on all these different events, and yeah. But I, I, I know I have pushy buttons over the years. Like as soon as I sense that you like want contrition, I'm like I'm going gas pedal the other way. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's some both. It's two way street a little bit, but okay. So yeah. I, I remember that that was the show is Nickelodeon's Count Ducula. <laughs> oh, yeah, Count it Ducula. was, it yeah. was a, a very funny moment and very bizarre and yeah, you know, set the tone. Uh, I think it's just that, you know, I was at a point where like, I don't want that anymore for my friends. Like, why are you pushing my buttons? I mean, we're, we're 40 now. We were 33. Now that Sunmoy's with you, I yeah. see the, the pushing buttons and all of that. But when I spoke to Sunmoy <laughs> one-on-one, and as you'll hear on the podcast, he spoke very <laughs> lovingly of you. Uh, and he also expressed that he wanted to, you know, patch this up. But it seems like there's something that we just can't get past the hot dog thing. 
So <laughs> it's basically one of you has to give is basically a situation. I would like both of you to give. What I was hoping for coming into this is that somewhere you'd say, I'm sorry, I, shouldn't, I should have asked for eating your hot dog. And then Sharantan, you should have said, I shouldn't have sent you this email. And in the future, when you push my buttons, I'll recognize that that's who you are. And that's why I love you. And you guys could move forward with that. It seems like we're a long way from there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I will concede here that Sometimes I hold a grudge, fine, you know, for, for stupid reasons. Sometimes I overreact. So, yeah, I probably I probably took it too far. I, you know, I dug my heels in. Uh, the email was a bit much. Uh, so, my, did you have anything to say back to that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. Like, he, he I think he maybe, especially because he was at the transition phase, maturing, and I should, probably shouldn't have been needling it and I had a lifetime of needling maybe he's just had enough so you know and I'm I regret that because he's one of my oldest friends and we do have had some great times and great laughs and stuff so you know I I, I would want to move on you know but and I'm yeah. not like like you know what I'm saying before 40 I have three kids at home like I know responsibilities I'm not gonna really need with you yeah I mean we weren't parents then yeah, <laughs> which which is a, a total game changer. And and yeah, we, we have had a lot of good laughs. And I mean, that's you're talking about, you know, almost 30 years now. I mean, we had a lost few years in there mm-hmm. after all this, but that's a lot of history. That's a lot to to bury. Here's what I'm going to propose. As I told uh, Trantan, I've been doing some research into the source of the hot dogs uh, as you know, su- new Sunway was Red's charred grilled hot dogs. Yeah. I spoke to them, and they, I asked them who uh, who their butcher was, and it was uh, Wardinsky and Sons. They're located in Buffalo, New York. They basically oh. are available only on the East Coast, but mm-hmm. it is possible to ship hot dogs, <laughs> and you can ship hot dogs to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Now look. I know one of you is in Chicago, one of you is in Wisconsin. I know we're in the midst still of a global pandemic. But at some point, I am authorized to spend the money of the Doughboys to ship hot dogs, hot dogs to ship hot dogs to one of you on the condition that the other one comes over and you guys have a barbecue and you kind of get together again. And you bury the hot dogs, so to speak. And you bury the hot dogs. Is that something that you guys would like to do? I mean, Thanksgiving, we're always home. I mean, that yeah. would be nice. My kids are six and four. Your kids are how old now? Six, four, and two, yeah. It's been yeah. a while. The Doughboys reuniting friends. Wow. Wow. So, so in the end, they're not like us at all. They have children. <laughs> and that's the investigation, guys. What an, wow. what, what an investigation. Fantastic. Sus. What a, Sus and Emma, what a job. Just fantastic work. Really Watch, well What done. are you going to say there? I was going to say, like, I was trying to think of, like, what our friendship will look like after we've known each other for 30 years. And I was doing the math of when we met and how old we'd be. And I don't think we're going to get there. I don't think it's looking good. Side-by-side gravestones. Yeah. <laughs> what a happy a happy ending, uh, Sus, uh, and, and Wags, uh, and, and Emma. A happy ending for all.
very, very, very nice. They, they seem to have come to some sort of, you know, detente. And yeah. um, and hopefully they do get together and have that barbecue. Yeah, we can keep checking in with them. Uh, I have reached out about shipping the hot dogs to them, and I'm still waiting on a reply. So, you know, who knows? But I was I was glad we were able to kind of get to the bottom of this and we were able to get on Zoom and, you know, try and sort this out. You should uh, also send them the 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 Doughboys Venmo so that they can send us cash for those hot dogs as well. That will be uh, <laughs> that will be important. <laughs> sus, I, I sus Emma, I I smell a potty in your future. I feel like you're going to win a potty <laughs> award. Yeah, because this is uh, just fantastic work. You'll you'll be nominated for a potty, but you'll lose to the office ladies. I don't want to say it was a waste of time, but well, Emma, Emma, I think really is the hero. All right, well, Emma, <laughs> great work. Emma, great work. Sus, great job recording in your bathroom, and I don't want to say <laughs> that it's a waste of time, but I really just have no other description for it besides that. But uh, uh, you know what? The best waste of time I've ever had. Hell yeah! Was listen- yeah, was listening to this investigation. Honestly, feel like I actually have some closure and honestly some clarity. On just what exactly happened, what exactly transpired. The biggest thing for me is that just knowing this wasn't a work, knowing this wasn't Mm -hmm. feeling confident that this wasn't just, you know, two guys who had some sort of scheme to get themselves onto the Doughboys podcast. Rather, this was an actual dispute. And who would want to do that really in the first place? We should have known that all along is that no one would really come up with a scheme like that to get on the Doughboys. If that was a scheme, they did more work than we did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should also say that I spoke to Sharantan's wife, Mary, uh, mm-hmm. and interviewed her, but I couldn't find a good place in the story to include her interview. So I feel very bad about that. But maybe we'll kind of over the credits. Yeah, she cooperated everything yeah, we needed. Maybe over the credits, we'll kind of include some of her interview. <laughs> wow. Wow. Also, wow. there can be credits. <laughs> oh, Jesus. How do you roll credits in an audio format? I think you just read the. I think you can just have someone read them out, <laughs> and then just have some music underneath it. Man bites dog is a dovestigative podcast brought to you by Evan Susser and Emma Erdbrink. It is created in partnership with Doughboys Media. The outro music is by The Loving Spoonful, John Sebastian, Mark Sebastian, and Steve Boone. New lyrics written by Nicholas Weiger. Recorded and performed by Danny Fitch. Special thanks to Sharantan, Sunmoy, Mary, Jamie, Mookie Blaylock, and Skip Wardinsky. They're very different in terms of their interests and um, to some extent, their personalities, but he's that person who, you know, it became very clear to me very early on that they love each other, right? That they were yeah. kind of, I'll do whatever you need me to do, um, always, right? I'll always kind of be there, um, unless, <laughs> unless a hot dog gets in the way. Simmer in the city, grate my grill, getting greasy and gritty. Toast bun, 
Don't it look pretty? Sucking on a dog like you're sucking on a titty. Pork and beef and sausages and long bread rolling on a roller grill, mustard and relish. One bite, it's a different world. Swap dog bites with a girl. Munch on, munch on, and chomp all night. Despite the farts, it'll be alright. That taste when the casing has snapped later that day. You'll for sure have to nap as it simmers in the city, like you're sucking on a titty. Boys me.